Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, 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 everybody. Keith Ferrante here. How are you guys doing today? Coming to you live from my office in San Juan Capistrano, Southern California. Can't believe I get to live in this beautiful place. It's such a blessing. I get to go to the beach so many times a week. Going to go to Disneyland today with my daughter and just have some good quality time together. Been doing some consultations this morning with some of our high achiever clients, high-end clients. So loving doing that, bringing to bring the uh, the prophetic aspect into the high-end clients, helping them get clear on their future, helping them get clear on things that are kind of holding them back, helping them go to the next level. And uh, I just I just love being a part of that. Just different different ways of being a prophet. It's just so fun that I get to be a prophet in uh, different, you know, different ways. Like so many times we get kind of stuck in what we think a prophet has to look like. And there's so many different ways that are fruitful and that are more, uh, you know, that, that have, that have, um, that can fit with your schedule, fit with your family. They can, they can, there's a, there's an income that can be built around it. You know, we're not paying for prophecy. We're paying for our time. We're paying for, um, we're paying for, you know, your, your wisdom, your insights, the years of laboring in the things of the kingdom. Because you know what? The whole earth is built on, uh, you know, built from God's perspective. It's built for the kingdom. It's so interesting why some people would be, have a problem with us paying prophets for their time for their energy, for their insights, for their wisdom. There's, there's such a battle on that, but it's so silly because the whole earth was created for that, created by that. Why would we think the, th- uh, the world that was created by the word of God, actually we shouldn't invest in people that are, um, that are doing, doing that kind of work, doing, uh, being a prophet. You know, in the Old Testament, you, you wouldn't come to a prophet. In, in Samuel's days, you wouldn't come to a seer without bringing a gift. You brought a gift. You brought a financial gift. Why is that? Is that like, to, you know, put money into the slot machine and get out a word? No, I'm not giving people words. I'm processing with them, helping them advance, helping uh, reveal the kryptonite in their life that, that kind of is like, you know, Superman had kryptonite. That, that was the one thing that could hold him back from his power from being unveiled. And that's what I do with people is help them kind of uh, show them where their kryptonite is so they, they can get, uh, you know, removed, get that removed out of their life. Now, this is just, I'm just kind of flowing right now. This is not what I'm going to talk about today on this podcast, but I just, you know, was just kind of rolling that out right now. It's actually 1111 right now. We're just being a prophet right now. 1111. That's that's a prophet's number. That's the Joseph number. That's the 11th son. That's about the spirit of entrepreneurship. And that's, uh, you know, like so many people, they want 12. They want Benjamin. They want revival. They want the, you know, uh, Benjamin was all about the, uh, you know, he's all about the fivefold, the, 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 you know, the raw power of God. But, um, we got to have the Joseph anointing first. Got to have the Joseph anointing first. We need the uh, spirit of entrepreneurship. 
And also Deuteronomy 11.11 is a good 11.11. The land you're crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drink rain from heaven. It's a land your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord are continually on it from the beginning of the year to the end. Man, this is a different season. We're in a different season. We're in an 11.11 season. God is bringing to the earth uh, a, a, a new way of doing things. This is like, this is the time right now, guys. This is the time for us to rise up. This time for the prophets to rise up. There's a new land God is giving us. It's got to be taken. It's got to be apprehended, but we can do it. Just like every generation, there's been victorious champions and conquerors and people of faith and prophets that rose up. We can do it because they did it. They were victorious and so can we. So can you be victorious. I hope you are feeling the breakthrough and the fire of God and the blessing of the Lord on your life today. But guys, I want to jump into um, my Office Prophet book. We've been going after this the last couple podcasts. I want to go after how to advance your your calling. Uh, we, we every, every week we've been going after a chapter, and this week I want to go after chapter three in our Office Prophet book. You can get this book in, on Amazon or Kindle version, you know, Kindle version or a physical copy, and just... Um, just enjoy this. It'll bring clarity to you. It'll be clarity what an office prophet is supposed to look like. There's a difference between an office prophet and a called prophet. We talked about that in our, another podcast. There's a difference between, you know, level one, two, three, four, and five. And our goal is to get up to level five. If we're called to be an office prophet, we want to get all the way because we, we have to have this, this clarity. Um, but chapter three is about, is your calling clear? It's called, is your calling clear? So, so one of the reasons why people never ascend to the level five office prophet category is because they never get clear on level three, the calling of the prophet. They never get clear on their calling. Why is calling so important? Because it clears up the hazy area so many prophetic people live under. So many people think they're a prophet, but they don't know who they're a prophet to. And that's a big one, isn't it? Some people like to use the title of prophet to make themselves feel more powerful. They will say, I'm a prophet of God. They may even say, thus saith the Lord of God spoke to me. But I don't really care about all of that. I want to know, is the fruit of your prophet calling clear? Like, how do you know someone's really a prophet? Because they got fruit. Well, I'm called to be a prophet. Well, what's the fruit of it? Uh, God let no, none of Samuel's words fall to the ground and everyone recognized him as a prophet. Like the fruit of his prophetic ministry became evident in his sphere, in Israel. Now, did the whole world know Samuel? Did every person on the planet know Samuel? Did I know? Israel, that was his fruit. That was where his fruit was coming from. That was his metron. Like in your place of calling, you will have a, uh, you have fruit. So like some of us, you may have fruit with one leader. Like you might be a Nathan prophet to minister to a David. Like one significant leader is very strategic for you. Um, like you, that, that's very legitimate, but some of us would feel bad about it. Oh my word. I only have one person that I'm being a prophetic voice to. Yeah. If you're, if you're the prophet to the King, Oh my word, or a president, or a prime minister, or a governor, or you know, a significant leader of a significant sized church, or a business, a CEO. I mean, like, like some of us, like that might be your assignment. Some of us, God has given one talent, some five, some ten, some two, some four, whatever it is. But if you've been given one talent as a prophet, your your talent, your sphere is one leader at a time, then do it well. You get just as much reward in heaven as 
being a prophet to one significant leader as, as you are a prophet to thousands, a prophetic trainer. It, it doesn't really, there, there's no distinction in heaven. It's not like, oh my word, the guy that raised up thousands gets a bigger reward than the guy that spent time with the one and helped that one succeed. So there, there is something really important about embracing your calling because your calling will kind of help you settle who you are. So you're not competing as much. You're not being insecure. You're not trying to be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta be like so-and-so. I gotta be like that person over there. I'm not really a prophet because I'm not prophesying like that person. I don't have word of knowledge like them. I'm not doing what they're doing. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, if you embrace what you're doing, then you can celebrate what others are doing. But if you don't embrace what you're doing, then you're going to be jealous of what others are doing. So if you're jealous all the time, it shows you you haven't really embraced that you are enough as you are. I, I love John the Baptist, uh, his answer when they asked him, are you the great prophet? Are you the Elijah who was to come? This was this a moment to really share how amazing he was. Oh, yes, I am. Because it was prophesied over him that he was. But what did he say? No, I'm the voice of the one in the wilderness saying, prepare the way for the Lord. John 1, 19 through 23. Like this is, this was his, this is what he said. He didn't, he didn't say, oh, I am the big one. He said, I'm here to prepare for the big one. He knew his assignment Guys, your prophetic assignment is about other people. It's not about you. So when you really embrace being a prophet, you won't be all about, I'm a prophet. You'll be all about, my prophetic grace is there to equip other people to be a prophet. My prophetic grace is to help other people see. My prophetic grace is to equip the saints to prophesy. Whatever it is, my prophetic grace is stand alongside of leaders and help them. Like, like we don't, we don't want to be mesmerized. Like, like John the Baptist could have been mesmerized. Oh my word, I'm the Elijah to come. Jesus himself said he was the Elijah. He could have been like, whoa, hello, folks. I'm the Elijah. I'm going to go up to heaven in a chariot of fire. Instead, he was like, no, I'm here for the people. I'm fighting for the people. And he was, he was willing to confront. And he lost his head in doing it. But he was a leader that knew his assignment. He was a prophet that knew his assignment. I think, I think that, you know, true humility is, is not all about I, I, I. True humility says, you know what? No. I am not that, I am this. There has been different times in my life where people were like, oh my word, Keith is in the house. Keith is an amazing prophet. Oh, we so love Keith. And there, you can just feel it. You can feel the, the, the allurement of the praise. And in those moments, I know this is a ditch. I have learned whenever people praise you at that level, in the next moment, you can find yourself in the pit. You see that over and over again in the Bible. Jesus was praised in one week, and then he was crucified in the next week. They were shouting, Hosanna, praise him. Then they were like, crucify him. Like Paul and Barnabas, they were like, oh my word, these are gods. This is like Zeus, and this is like whoever, whoever else it was. And then the next moment, they stoned him. I mean, guys, when people put you on that pedestal, they're going to take you down. So don't be, don't like, don't get deceived by the praises of the people, guys. Like, stay in that place of humility. That humility, true humility, understands their calling. You're not belittling your calling. 
You're not saying you're not a prophet, but you're not going around with your chest puffed up. Yes, by the way, I am the Elijah. There was a couple people in the last hundred years that also did that. They, they were different guys that were written down in history that they began to think they were the Elijah. They were the one the book of Revelation was prophesying, prophesying about or this or that was prophesying about. And it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not as interested in like something that would make me feel so special. Why, why do we feel sometimes like we are the only one or one of the few ones. Why do we do that? Because actually prophetic people oftentimes have dealt with a lot of insecurity, a lot of rejection, a lot of identity that's, that's really not healthy. And so they then have to kind of buffer up their role as a, as a prophet. It's like there's really very few true genuine prophets. And um, humbly, I am one of them. Like why, why, why do people do that? Because... They, they didn't get their identity from being his son. Like our, our highest identity is not being a prophet. Prophet is an assignment that you get out of sonship. As a son, God says, some of you, part of, your, your, part of being a son, a daughter of the king is, you know what? I need you to be a prophet. This is part of your assignment. But in the end, it's not going to be like, were you my prophet? It's going to be like, did you walk as my son? Did you, did you stay connected to my heart? Did you fulfill what I asked you to do as my son? And, and, and so it's like, there's a little bit different there. A little bit more humility there. Like we need to know our calling because what does your calling do for you? It, it brings clarity uh, about your assignment. Jeremiah, I have called you as a prophet to the nation. So there's a clarity to Jeremiah uh, what did Elisha do? He had a coin that he was to end the curse over Israel. Elisha, he was, you know, he was supposed to be a part of that. Elijah gave him this commission. Hey, you, you guys, you guys are supposed to end Jezebel's and Ahab's curse. Like, how, so we need to, we need to have prophetic clarity because it gives it us our understanding of our assignment. And then if he's called you a prophet to the nations, then what nations? Or is it every nation? Do you have favor in every nation? Like I prayed, I went through a season of a couple of years where I prayed through every nation because I really, I, I knew that God would not give me any nation I didn't have a heart for. But there are clearly nations that I do not have favor with right now. And there are some nations where I have growing favor in. So it's like we recognize I may not be a prophet to every place, but I'm a prophet somewhere. That's super important to understand. Like, which nations do you really resonate with? Which nations do you really have favor with? Which nations do you have open doors with? Is it your own nation? Is it people of other nationalities within your nation? Or is it people of, um, uh, you know, even from a different country where you have to go to a different location? Um, and sometimes we can be a prophet to nations. Right now, through media, we can, we can, we can have a, a lot of favor Online, maybe God's given you a lot of favor for people in the in the Middle East, maybe in Pakistan, or maybe in it's like you 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 get on television there, or you get on social media, and you have this following there, and people are so hungry for what you carry. And but now there's a means of media that you don't even have to fly there, and you can actually impact there. I mean, that's so awesome what God can do through us. Like, what's some of the ways to know your prophetic assignment? Uh, Dan McCollum, one of my good friends and mentors, breaks down how to know your metron, which is part of your calling, in, in three areas. Demographic, geographic, sociographic. Okay, uh, there's, there's three there. Demographic, geographic, sociographic. 
when you start getting a clear sense of your prophetic calling, you begin to have a greater sense of your demographic. What's that? It's a particular people, a group, or place you are called to impact. Paul said he was called as an apostle to the Gentiles and Peter to the Jews, Galatians 2.7. Like there was literally a, a specific people that Paul was called to and Peter was called to. Peter to the Jews, Paul to the Gentiles. Like it seemed like it should be the opposite, but God doesn't, God kind of confounds the wise. So like Paul could have been like sent to the Jews, but instead every time he went to the Jews, he was getting like persecution, but he had favor with the Gentiles. Peter was sent to the Jews. How like how, how do you how do you you know to, how do you know your demographic? Well, I mean, there's several there were several ways to know. You have favor there, people are pulling you in. Leaders, of course, God calls you. Sometimes you can have a little bit of a pushback, but you're gonna have some fruit eventually. I have been in different places in my life where I've definitely been out of my jurisdiction. Where it's like you know what. I got a passion. I can see what needs to change here, but it's not my jurisdiction. And I start getting a lot, a lot of funkiness when I'm, when I'm in that place. A lot of resistance, a lot of battle, a lot of this and that. Now, battle doesn't always determine I'm in the wrong place, but sometimes it does. You want to keep niching down on what is your ever-changing sense of assignment. It can, it can keep changing on you. So like you can fulfill your assignments and then God wants to send you into a different different one. So we, we, we want to be clear on our demographic and then we want to be clear on our geographic, which is location. Like, is there a location where you have more favor? Because we're not called to every location. We're called to some location. I'm not a prophet to the world. Keep Ferrante, extraordinary prophet to the entire planet. Now, there could be some prophets that actually have a word that hits a larger sphere of nations and, and impact. And God could really raise up a message through you that impacts the world. There, there definitely could be those prophets and there could be leaders that actually have a worldwide um, impact. I, I, you know, there's, there's definitely leaders that, that even presidents, kings that like David was a prophet king that actually can impact the world as, <coughs> um, um, as a prophet. So it, you could impact it, but most, most of the time we're not, really impacting the whole world. We're impacting the specific people. And uh, so we're, we're looking for where we have favor and, and, and recognizing where culture is being created around us, where we have fruit. So geography is a big one. Sometimes we're afraid to niche down and really get niche on our geography and our people that we're called to impact as a prophet, but because we're sort of afraid that we're going to miss out on the action. But you know what? Really, when you niche down, like I'm niched down to training prophets. I'm like, oh my word, is there that many of them out there? Can I have a ministry built around training prophets? Yes, there is. Now we have hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of emerging prophets that we're training all around the world because I niched down and then it actually increases your favor in other areas, you actually get favor to other areas where you're not uh, maybe as closely as as um, as niched down. But God will give you other areas, but you got to niche down first because then you become known for that specific area, and then it, it gives you greater fruit, greater sense of purpose and, and clarity, uh, and then it actually invites you get invited into other places because. You have done well in the specific niche of your prophet, prophetic assignment. So demographic is one area you can really get clear on what's your calling. It it'll have a demographic. It'll have a people. 
It'll have a place. It'll have a geography. It'll have a location. And then it'll have a sociographic, which has to do with uh, a specific issue that you're, you're oftentimes called to deal with, a specific focus, a specific, you know, some people are called to deal, you know, to, to you know, emphasize inner healing or deliverance or uh, injustice or, uh, you know, helping people get free of, of, um, you know, fighting for people that are in uh, under in abortion, you know, in doing abortions or, you know, um, like there's just so many different uh, sociographic kind of emphasis that God may have called you to. And, and, and you need to really focus on that. You need to understand that some people are called to, you know, be a part of ending, you know, sex trafficking or, um, uh, you know, different different things like that. So it's, it's super exciting. There's so much room for all of us as prophets. Our prophetic calling is like, um, is very specific to us, but it, it will, you know, it will fit within the body of Christ. It will be a blessing to the body of Christ. And once you niche down, you will accelerate your prophetic calling. You may be called as a prophet, but you're not going to get to the office of the prophet without really understanding who you are um, called to as a prophet. So I just want to pray for you guys that you have clarity. God will give you clarity on your, on your journey of being uh, a, a prophet and moving towards discovering if you are a prophet and how do I get to the office of the prophet if I am. And so I'm praying real clarity right now and you would niche down. God would begin to help you get clear on your geography. He would get, uh, you get clear on the people you're supposed to impact your, your demographic and you get clear on your sociographic and your calling would be clear. He would speak. He would remind you of, of different people that has prophesied over you that have actually been speaking to your calling. And I just pray blessings on every one of you guys. We need so many prophets. Come on, guys. We need you to rise up, get healthy so you can get heard. That's our motto in Emerging Prophets. And we really would love if you feel, if you really resonate with this message and this podcast, hey, consider jumping in deeper with us into our emerging prophet world. We need an army of prophets to rise up and we have a place to help you uh, to, to make an impact in the world. We have prophets now that are running uh, uh, emerging prophet school, schools of trained prophets. We have prophets that are prophetic consultants. We have prophets that are launching their ministries from what we're doing. We have a, we have a whole certification program that helps people get uh, go on a journey to really get clear on those and get certified in those areas and really being strong in that. We've created so much curriculum and, and that, um, that helps train profits and we have books and, and all sorts of stuff. So guys, we have a whole world here. We'd love you guys to be a part of it. And if you're enjoying this podcast, let somebody else know about this. I hope to hear from you guys and we will hope to see you guys soon. Man, have an amazing day and we will talk to you again. Peace. If you've enjoyed this Emerging Profit podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprofits.com or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.